Good morning, everyone. I want to begin with a story of uh, a new wed couple got married in St. Joe's, and then had their wedding, and right away they went for their honeymoon. So they spent like a week in Bahamas. They come back Saturday night. They're all tired, exhausted. They just jump into bed, they sleep. They woke up in the morning when the reality is certain. They're really married. So then the 12 took out each other and said, hmm, who's going to make coffee this morning? The wife says, tells the husband, you're supposed to make coffee. Husband says, no, you're supposed to make the coffee. They go back and forth, who's supposed to make coffee that morning? The wife convinces the husband that he is supposed to make coffee because it's even written in the Bible. Husband says, coffee in the Bible? What are you talking about? The wife says, bring me your Bible and I prove to you. So he sends the Bible, the wife opens the Bible and goes to the letter to the Hebrews and says, look here, it says Hebrews. <laughs> so go and make coffee, buddy. Today, in the, reading, the second reading from the letter to the Hebrews, also from the book of wisdom, have a common theme. The theme of being the people of God, protected and loved by God. That's the theme that cuts across. So the first reading we hear today was written essentially before the coming of Christ. By the, for the Jews who were living in Alexandria, that's kind of Egypt. And the reason why this letter was written was to encourage them because they were living in a foreign land whereby most times they looked at as indifferent and sometimes even weird because of their culture, their practices. So the author is reminding them of the promise that the God whom we worship, who calls us by his name, protects us even from Egypt, from the slavery. It tells them through the history of salvation. It says, even here, amidst all this, our God will protect us because we are his people. And that letter was to affirm them, to encourage them in their faith, in their traditions, because it's very easy for them to get lost into the big culture of the, the, their modern time. So today, also that theme comes to the Hebrews. The Christian Jews were being ostracized from going into the temple from Judaism because they're now different. So the letter affirms them, telling them that we are the new people of God. He says, God has chosen us even more than the promise made to Abraham because this is through his own son. And therefore, we shouldn't be worried about losing the temple, but should be always celebrating who we are as the children of God. And by reminding them, he's telling them that Jesus Christ they promise himself, calls us by his name, Christians. So that's why today, as we come to see what's going on in our world, we jump into the gospel. And the gospel is very fascinating. It begins by telling us that where your treasure is, your heart will always be. But what's this treasure Jesus is talking about? The treasure he's talking about is not the earthly treasures we get. 
is the treasure of having a relationship with God. He's telling us to be watchful, not to lose this treasure. In our life, so many things happen. Things that frustrate your faith, things that really offend you, and they can affect you to lose your relationship with your God. As we've seen so many times, but Jesus is telling us this treasure we have, you can't compare it, but says, be watchful not to lose it. Because in our lives, things are going to come to shake our foundation, to shake our faith. He told us also to be ready and prepared. That's something which is very hard all the time. So when Jesus talks about us being ready, we all know that in our life, things are most times unfold as we plan them. And there are some times whereby things unfold that are very unexpected. And some of them, they're very tragic experiences that change your entire life. Let us think about September 11th, the event that happened. It changed the public of transportation in airports. It changed the history of people, the cultures of people. It was an event, unexpected. But Jesus is teaching us that while we are waiting, we are anticipating, we shouldn't be in fear. He says, we should always be in thanksgiving. When you look at the so many things God give us, gives us, there's so many little blessings. He says we should be waiting in thanksgiving because of these things he gives us that reminds us of his love. So how do we wait? We don't just sit there and say, well, I am waiting on the Lord. The first word to wait is what scripture tells us, waiting in prayer, attentively in prayer. It means that the profound element of waiting is listening to God. Listening to God. So if you're waiting and listening scripture, you pay all your attention. You listen to this divine whisper every day. So do we set up our time every day? We're always very busy. But in the middle of your day, can you set out a time to listen to this divine whisper? By listening to him, we are connecting to who we are. And whatever anything happens, we're already tuned in because we are listening. Secondly, we wait by doing the will of God. What's the will of God? Is to spread the kingdom of God. This begins with me, begins with you. What am I to do to spread the kingdom of God? What am I going to do about the poor? those who are suffering, those who are segregated from community. That's how we wait on us Christians. So in waiting in our daily life, Jesus is challenging us. Don't just sit and wait. Go and do something. So as we wait, as we get prepared for Jesus' coming, it doesn't mean only the end times. Things that happen in your daily lives. How do you wait on God? Because like it or not, something will happen, something good, something tragic, something that will change your life forever, or something that will keep your life forever. So how do you wait? By listening attentively to God 
and by doing his will in our lives. The Lord be with you.